Welcome to the Ministry Leader Podcast, where every week we explore ministry practices to help leaders leverage their limited time for greater impact with young people. We're your hosts. I'm Brian. And I'm Chase. And as we enter August, many schools in the area have started or are getting ready to start up. So if you're involved in youth ministry in any way, this is a very important time to kind of launch ministries and initiate new relationships. So today we have seven tips for initiating new relationships in your ministries. Here we go. Get up. Chase, today we are talking about how to meet new young people at our ministry sites. So, you know, if you serve in youth ministry in a church or especially with YFC, one of our priorities is being in places where kids are. We always talk about going where students are. Um, And so this is a pretty key component of our ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us why. Yeah, so we in the the YFC world call this contacting, but like you said, for anybody involved in any kind of ministry, this is basically trying to reach the lost. And so being where the lost are is a is a a, a great way to to meet and initiate new students. Um, you know, you have probably friendships, you probably have relationships of people in your life that um, may not know who Jesus is, but our goal is to reach as many as possible. And so. Um, Man, finding and meeting new students, initiating new um, relationships is so important in that process of three-story ministry. Yeah, so, you know, we we can look to Scripture, right, and go, Jesus met people where they were, and that's the model we want to follow. He would have never met the woman at the well had he not gone through Samaria, and he did that intentionally. He would have never met Matthew if he didn't walk right past his tax collector's booth. So Jesus was always in places where he was meeting new people. And so, again, that's the model we want to follow. And think about, uh, you know, we talk about our ministry as being very relational. We believe ministry happens best in the context of relationships. So we're not a ministry that creates big events. We, I mean, we do that, but it's mm-hmm. not all we do. And it's invite, 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 and we tell them about Jesus, and then there's no connection after that, sure. right? We believe ministry happens best in the context of relationships. And so those relationships have to start somewhere. Sure. Right. And so today that's what we're talking about. How do we initiate new relationships with students on their campuses, in their neighborhoods, in the juvenile detention facilities that we serve in, Mm -hmm. and even potentially in our churches? Sure. Hopefully our everyday life for your neighbors. And and yeah, this can be awkward. I mean, depending on your personality. Very awkward. I mean, there's some people that just eat this up. They enjoy it. They love it. Um, But if you're introverted, I think there's this this myth that if you're an introvert, you can't be in youth ministry or any kind of ministry, which is so wrong. Um, And so today, yeah, we're hopefully going to be able to give you uh, just some tips to no matter what your personality is, whatever that looks like, uh, some ways to initiate new relationships. Uh, As YFC, we would call it even contacting. Yeah, so tip number one, we would encourage everyone to pray before going. Mm -hmm. So again, it can be very awkward, as you mentioned, so why not take it to the Lord in prayer? Like, I'm going to be in a place where I'm going to try and meet new students, um, and it's going to be really awkward. Give me the strength. Give me the power. Give me an idea of even where to go, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think God places us in in different um, places at certain times for specific reasons. And so, you know, God, lead me. Um, Lead me as I go into new relationships or or to the people that need you the most. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Number two, take someone with you, Mm. right? When Jesus sent people out, he sent them out two by two um, because I think it's 
probably a little easier, not quite as awkward. Sure, yeah. So for me, one of the things when I go into um, the the high school I'm involved in, there's kind of this corner where the students walk by and then um, they have to go sit in the lunchroom and then they're dismissed to go get their lunches. And so there's times where there could be literally nobody else there. So to take somebody with you is that you have at least one person to talk to, right? (laughs) That kind of helps ease your own fears. If no one else thinks I'm cool, (laughs) at least I have a buddy with me. Yeah, or that awkward time, like you said, when maybe there's just no one around. So yeah, definitely take someone with you. Yeah. Number three, start early in the year. And I think we wanted to insert that one here because it is the beginning of the year. If you're listening to this when it releases in August, Mm -hmm. beginning of the school year. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Beginning of the school year. If you start now, kids begin to recognize you early on, Mm -hmm. right? And can set you up for future conversation. Man, if you can start earlier in the year initiating um, new relationships, it's really going to make that easier throughout the year, you know, because that student, again, doesn't feel like this guy hasn't cared about me for six months. Why does he care about me now? Right. And so easy ways that we try and do this actually with our staff and volunteers at some of our campus life sites is to take like freeze pops or watermelon uh, during band camp or Mm -hmm. football camp or whatever it is. And you're just there, you're present. And then you come back the next time and they're like, oh, you're the guy that brought the freeze pops. Mm -hmm. Did you bring them again? (laughs) Exactly. No, but I give you living water. (laughs) Don't say that. That would be weird. (laughs) It worked for Jesus. (laughs) It works for Jesus, right. Uh, So, yeah, starting the school year. Maybe start with a bottle of water and then you can get to that conversation. (laughs) Get to the living water. Okay. Uh, Number four is make a list of where students are going to be. And so... If you're going to a football game, you know students are going to be there, right? But where else do students congregate? What other clubs are happening on campus, camps that are going on before school starts? Yeah, so for me, I feel like this is one that um, has, has really kind of challenged me as I go into this next school year is that it's easy to default to the sporting events, right? Um, you know, but there's also... Um, but let's clarify, too, like a lot of students go there but if you're not into football, you may not want to go there either, yeah, right? Sure. So just because a lot of students are there doesn't mean that's where you want to be either. Right. So, so yeah, go where the students are. But then maybe to, to brainstorm. And like I said, we said make a list um, because it's easy to forget. But maybe look at your community as a whole. Is there some kind of community center where students are going to be gathering? Or maybe there's some extracurricular activities. Maybe it's, you know, FFA club or, I mean, obviously band's a big one, show choir. So not just the sporting events, but are there other clubs, other events where students are going to naturally congregate and it wouldn't be awkward for an adult just to walk in and you know start having conversations with them as well right I used to do some work a lot of work sitting at a table at Starbucks and I began to recognize that high school students would come in after school to study together get homework done together to laugh together whatever Um, and I began to recognize some of them one of them was a kid I knew and so I sat down with him and you know met some people that he was with which brings us to another one Mm mm-hmm Number five is start with the kids you know. Sure. Right? Use those relationships and ask them to introduce you to people. Yeah, I think this is really cool that you can, um, you know, you may only know one or two kids on the campus or one or two kids in the band or whatever, but but start a conversation with that student and then say, hey, you know, introduce me to your friends or, hey, who's this standing next to you? And so, um, you know, that makes it a lot easier transition instead of awkwardly, you know, talking to another student, but just have <laughs> the, the one or two, maybe no 10, have them introduce you to their friends or whatever group is around them, things like that. Yeah. Part of that is, again, making the list that we just talked about, but knowing the students that the ones that you do know, knowing what they're involved in. Mm. Um, that's 
got to be part of your list. Um, number six, uh, have a great question to start a conversation. So you go in the lunchroom and it's really awkward. Maybe that's that's the place I mentioned that because it's probably the most awkward place for many of us mm-hmm. to step into with hundreds of kids potentially. Have a question ready. You do this, right? You've practiced this. Yeah, I've this. done this a, a couple times. An easy one is what's your favorite pizza? You know, pizza place. Is it Pizza Hut? Is it Papa John's? Is it Domino's? Because everybody eats pizza. Yeah. Right? And so, and, and, and again, that one is, hey, guys, question of the day is usually kind of how I start up. So I'll walk mm-hmm. up to a table, kids I've never even met before question of the day they get excited you know and so that even doesn't have to be a very long conversation um but it, it in a way it kind of gets them used to talking to you like they've at least had a conversation with you at some point in their life oh yeah you're the, the guy that talks about pizza yeah or or whatever that is um so starting off with a question a gives you kind of an icebreaker gives you something to start the conversation and then b you know a lot of times people want to share or that could initiate a longer conversation oh pizza has this pizza but i've also like this and then yeah. oh, what's your favorite food, you know, so having a good um, starter question could lead into other conversations, but it doesn't have to. If anything, it's just kind of breaking the ice. Yeah. Have you ever done that? And when a kid has answered, you've gotten up really angry or disgusted, like, oh, I can't believe you and just walk away. No. Oh, because that would be great. (laughs) That would leave them so confused. Like, what just happened? Get it. I'm never coming back. (laughs) Maybe don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But number seven, is don't overstay your welcome, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the world that teenagers live in, and you are an adult, mm-hmm. um, and we want to be intentional in those spaces, but we don't want to overstay our welcome there. Sure. I think a lot of times uh, students go to certain spaces to get away from adults, to get away yeah. from the conversations. You know, So if that's at a club or even a coffee house or something like that, they don't want one more person talking to them. Um, so yeah, so just kind of be aware of what the situation is, their body language, things like that. We have a saying here at YFC that says, be seen, be heard, be gone. Yeah, be seen, be heard, be gone. It, again, just reinforces this point of don't overstay your welcome. Just be aware of what's going on. Be aware that maybe you don't fully belong there, uh, but you're being intentional to, this is just initiating relationship. Sure. You just want to learn names, get to know somebody quickly, and then be out. Give them their space. They're going to respect it the next time you come around if you respect their space there. And here's why we're talking about all this. Ministry happens best in the context of relationships. Mm. And those relationships have to start somewhere. And a young person, a teenager, is not going to walk up to an adult and say, tell me about who you are. Right. And what you're about. Mm-hmm. But if we can be intentional and sometimes awkwardly, healthy awkward, sure. Um, but if we can be intentional in those relationships and safe spaces and do it in appropriate ways, then this is this is how our ministries grow. This is how the kingdom grows. This is how relationships develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of times ministries kind of get to a point where they're they're almost stagnant in a way to where, you know, they've got some students that are involved. The students are there regularly. They're having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, they're, they're doing good stuff. But engaging more people is a way to continue to, again, reach more and more lost people. Yeah, so because this is so important, we want to know how you do it. These are our seven tips, but there's all sorts of ideas out there, and we want to know your best tips. So if you visit our Facebook page, we've got a question right now about your best tips for meeting new people. Leave us a comment, share it with someone, and we want to learn from you. Thanks again for joining us this week on the Ministry Leader Podcast. Next week, we continue the conversation about contacting and meeting new people, and we recognize that it doesn't always go well. It's a hard thing to do. And so next week, we don't want to hold you back from doing it, but we want to talk about 
how to face that fear and maybe recover from the first time disaster. And I'm Chase, and as we enter August, many... I don't know why this is so hot. Many. (laughs) Again, it's just this idea of don't overstay your welcome in the life or in the world of... (laughs) Well, see you later.